You are now listening to Out of the Blank. Welcome to another episode of Out of the Blank Podcast. I'm here with Mr. Matt Drew. What's up? Matt, a long time ago, there was a news reporter named Nancy Drew. Do you remember her? <laughs> uh, I, I know about the, the mystery author or the, uh, the, little, the girl that was in all the mysteries. Uh, that, w- that was the, the, the character at a lot of novels and things like that. But... Uh, yeah, that's the only that's the only uh, famous Drew I think there is out there. Maybe I'm thinking of Nancy Grace. You're thinking of Nancy Grace, I believe. Oh my God, she was terrible, man. <laughs> Let me tell you about marijuana cookies. I was like, oh, please turn her off. I think that's the thing that gave me anxiety back in the day. Like I'd seen Chucky, I had seen Freddie. That that didn't compare. I was afraid of Nancy Drew under in your closet. <laughs> no, Nancy. Nancy Drew is a uh, is a um, sort of a Snoopy little girl that's uh, featured along with like the Hardy Boys and a lot of other sort of uh, young teen investigators and things like that. So uh, much more pleasant than Nancy Grace. A lot kind of to what you do. A little bit of curator of uh, mysteries, I would say. Yeah, that's uh, kind of the title that has been uh, bestowed upon me. Uh, I have been working with uh, Straight Up Strange Productions. They are sort of a uh, network of podcasts that focus on the weird and the strange and basically anything uh, that falls under the sort of uh, in search of slash uh, unsolved mysteries category. Now, what exactly in specifics are we talking about or what have you found out? Because I'm a big proprietor of Bigfoot. Does he fall into that category? Bigfoot is definitely at the heart uh, and soul of all of those mysteries. Um, Everything from the Patterson-Gimlin film uh, to modern day sightings uh, and keeping track of those. And everyone has their theory on Bigfoot um, and along with Bigfoot we talk about uh, UFOs, we talk about strange events, um, you know everything from weird uh, weather events like frogs falling from the sky or uh, we'll talk about serial killers or strange disappearances um which do you find the most i guess which do you find would be the most fascinating for you like the ones you really like to stick on like for me if i'm looking up cryptids or i'm looking up aliens i'm gonna stay a little bit away from aliens and dive more into cryptids because i like the monster aspect of things uh i'm definitely a cryptid guy uh i have been inspired and uh for a long time followed a lot of uh podcasts uh like the kryptonaut podcast and uh, astonishing legends and other podcasts of that sort that will dive into Jersey Devil, Mothman, um, 
but then the fun part is to get into the really, really weird and odd ones. Uh, that like the Pope licking monster. You ever heard of that one? The the Pope lick monster is, I think, is sort of like a goat man it's or the, something like that. It's the dumbest cryptid in the world. It's like it's layers above like a bridge that is just a train track. So it's the only like cryptid apparently with a death count because the only way to you can't really survive if a train comes on the bridge when you're on the bridge. So people just jump off. I'm like, this one's weird. And you give it a name that has nothing to do with the Pope. Because initially I'm trying to research cryptids. I come across Pope licking monster. I'm like, there's a there's a monster that lives in the Vatican that licks the Pope when he goes to sleep. Like, like when you're laying down and your dog comes up and just starts licking your toes. You're like, what the hell is that? Well, you know, I think it just bears the name of the town, which is very, very weird, which is Pope Lick, I guess is the name of the area. But uh, I'm from North Carolina, where we have uh, uh, a number of very oddly named places. Uh, one of them is called Erect, uh, is one of the places in North Carolina. Uh, I think there's another place called Dirty Ankle. Uh, you know, it's just got, you know, if you search uh, through your, your atlas, your, uh, you know, you're going to find a lot of weird places. But... Uh, bridges in particular, um, you know, there's a lot of stories that old bridges have. Uh, I mean, just where I live, I think there's at least <laughs> three bridges that have some sort of haunted ghost story associated with them or a uh, monster. One of my favorite bridge stories uh, is uh, the Bunny Man Bridge, where apparently there is a serial killer slash crazy person in a bunny suit that apparently is supposed to attack people that cross under the bridge at night uh and he's i don't know if it's some guy that was playing the easter bunny and just went nuts and you know you know got a cleaver and started killing people but there's a whole legend about that uh and that's in virginia i think it's near uh commonwealth university or something like that but it's it's uh there's a lot of fascinating folklore and a lot of other things that we we delve into do you really entertain these ideas or are you in a belief of some of them because i mean i'm not saying that it's not believable but there are some of the cryptid ones where i'm like that just sounds like a load of crap but there's some i've done my own kind of studying with like bigfoot because i did a podcast on them and the yeti separately and it was weird to me that these two things everyone considers like folklore just myth or whatever um they i mean this is back in the age before technology devices like text messaging email any of that stuff yet not probably before carrier pigeon but in the united states and north america there was sightings of this hominid gorilla type thing like bigfoot and then also in the tibetan mountains there was another one that had different differences apart and i'm like these two places had no communication with each other but they were describing borderline the same thing which really sparked my interest to be like how the hell is that possible so that makes me believe that that's real but then with like the jersey devil that one it's hard to really believe that a kid was born and had hooves and flew out of a chimney compared to what the x-files was saying it did scare the shit out of me i'm not gonna lie i was afraid to walk to the bathroom by myself and i did have a nightlight i will admit to that well uh you know 
the the hairy the wild hairy man myth uh it's a it's a deep rabbit hole to fall down into because pretty much uh everywhere you go there is some sort of local legend that involves uh you know wild hairy men uh, there's native american stories of uh women that were abducted and taken into the hills by uh wild hairy giant men uh and then you've got other cultures all over the world uh india to uh you know places in england and um even uh places in africa south america mexico all over you know canada whether they're down in florida and they're called the swamp ape or they're um up in the pacific northwest and you've got bigfoot sasquatch you've got uh the almas which is a, a south american one the only um, type of big hairy men i know are the ones at my gym that have like shoulder like they have body hair on their shoulders and you're like you're wearing a sweater yeah uh there there are definitely those i i i had uh you know thought about the theory that um i don't know if you've ever seen any of the old school freak show uh pictures and things like that but they've got these pictures of uh people that have this rare disease where they have hair growing all over their body and they would go under the nickname the dog man or the wolf boy or the guy that drank like the that. blue iodine stuff and his skin turned blue there was a movie about him but that was an actual person an actual case a dude was drinking this medicine or whatever and it mixed with something and it had this uh, type of mineral or something in its uh and it reacted to his skin turning it blue and for the rest of his life he had like this blue skin like if you ever seen the movie the big fat liar when paul giamatti jumps in the pool and he's covered in blue that's what this guy had i mean it brings to a point i think everyone has a fascination much like yourself with these mysteries these beasts these whatever these fantasy type things that people want to call a fantasy but like we get to see those at a carnival sometimes too, such as the strong man, snake boy. And sometimes it can be an abnormality in a birth, or sometimes it can be something that is genetic or maybe something that they grew up next to and it caused them to have that for the rest of their lives. There, there are, uh, you know, a number of, you know, if you just want to explore the, uh, the rare diseases and uh, birth defects and things like that, that, you know people can have and uh you know there's a there's a number of people out there that you know have you know rare diseases or other things like that where their skin appears you know snake-like or reptilian um and you have to imagine that you know legends of these folks uh you know have permeated through our culture and so you've got um, you know, you got stories probably dating back to, you know, close to even, um, you know, 500 BC and things like that, uh, of just stories of wild, uh, people being, uh, encountered. And you have to think that maybe some of them may have had this disease and were ostracized by, um, their society 
and the only place that they could find peace was somewhere in the woods. That seems like the basic answer for a lot of what we do in society is we like to bring things that look close or resemble close to us closer and push things that are different far away. And I think that would make perfect sense. Like if you look at like one of my favorite monster folklore, if you ever want to say it is Frankenstein, you know, this man that was brought back or whatever. And he was just, you know, he just wanted to fit in. He just wanted to be a part of people, but everyone chased him out with pitchforks and torches, pitchforks and torches, man. But the man that's afraid of fire, like that might sound like a ridiculous story of folklore thing, but I'm like, there's been people that have been in trying to bring people back from the dead for a very long time. Is there a possibility that maybe someone got the answer right and it didn't last for one time? Or, I mean, we have stories of these werewolf transformations and Native Americans believed in shape-shifting into animals. You know, I mean, whether you want to chalk that up to peyote or something that they were smoking, it's still interesting to learn about. Well, there are, uh, you know, a lot of Native American stories. One of the uh, more popular, famous ones is of the Skinwalker, which is the uh, creatures that can, you know, appear human. And, you know, there are some like uh, stories of the Wendigo uh, and other stories of uh, sort of cannibalistic creatures that you know will live out in the wild and may be able to imitate voices of babies in trouble and things like that in order to draw people out into the wild uh, there's a number of uh, very famous stories of wolfmen and dogmen uh, all over uh, a lot of those stories um, I don't know if you've ever seen uh, certain species of wolf up close, but they are large and they are terrifying. Yeah, I saw a woman that uh, would pet them, like she would pet these live, like wild wolves, like no, no training, no, none of that. And she would open up her mouth and let them lick inside of her mouth like kisses. And these things would snap right in front of her. She was like, it's best not to show fear. I'm like, you're fucking nuts. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's definitely uh, wild aspects like that, but I, I'd say um, you know the 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 really interesting stories uh, out there are the ones that you've probably never heard of. One of uh, one of the f uh, fun ones that I've heard of is called the Sam the Su the Sandown Ghost Clown, which is a story uh, from Europe. I believe it's uh, in England and essentially these two children come across sort of a clown-like, ghost-like, robot-like entity which they have no frame of reference for uh, describing. They just remember that, you know, they, it could put, it looked like it had empty eyes and an empty mouth and it could put something in its eye and bring it out of its mouth and, and it, it had some things like that but there are tons and tons and tons of story and and the digger the the further you go and the digger uh the deeper you dig excuse me uh there are just more and more strange things out there than you can even imagine 
when do you come across any of your information? Do you try and Google it? Because I know I looked up like for Bigfoot when I was trying to get as much information as possible. I went to all the organizations that were online, all the sites that were developed into them. And I tried and they would they would link you into something else. Like they would link you into like, oh, you like the Bigfoot. Maybe you'll like the Yeti. Maybe you'll like Thunderbird. Maybe you'll like this Mothman. And I'm like, all right. So then you end up diving down a deep ass rabbit hole where it feels like it's hard to climb out. Well, uh, my favorite uh, websites for uh, strange news, uh, Mysterious Universe is one. Uh, they often do a number of different stories on a, a varied number of different topics. They'll, you know, keep in touch with uh, modern stories of UFO sightings or monster sightings or things like that. Um, there's another, uh, phantoms and monsters.com, uh, that they'll do a lot of personal accounts of, uh, weird stories, uh, of, you know, cryptozoological type things. Um, uh, there's another site called, uh, Anomalian, which I think is sort of a combination of the word anomaly and alien, and they do... Uh, again, a number of different stories uh, to kind of keep up with. Um, and I've gotten to know some of the people that, you know, will run some of the, the sites. There's, um, you know, like the Pine Barrens Institute uh, and the, their story. And then there's uh, Tobias Wayland, um, who runs his own uh, website and will do uh, you know, different stories that have been captured in the news all over, uh, the United States. Um, so there's a number of different, uh, places to kind of keep up with, but, you know, you can, if you find the right resources there, there's a ton of, uh, information out there on anything weird. The, how do you sort through the bullshit though? Like, it seems like there's a lot out there. There's always somebody talking about, I've seen aliens, I've seen ghosts. The ghosts is believable to me because I've seen some things I can't explain on my own. And I've talked to people that have seen some stuff. And I mean, I, I talked to a dude that went to, into a salvia trip where he spent eight years living in a whole nother life and he went in a mormon came out a stand-up comedian so i understand that there's things that can change your perception and there's things sometimes we can't explain sometimes we can't feel um but when it comes to aliens like the same questions get brought up and i'm pretty sure recently that the government just told everybody that it was true that there were actual sightings of these ufos and these unidentified flying objects and everyone just completely ignored it because of the whole fact we're dealing with a covid situation right now everyone's like i don't give two shits about aliens i'm like hang on a second we tried to storm area 51 like six months ago i'm like it would have been so easy if the government was like 20 bucks ahead you come in here see the shit you want to see see we got clones of morgan freeman i'm sorry we didn't tell you before we were trying to save you well, uh, I'll tell you, there are, um, you know, you have to think about UFOs, you know, apart. sometimes you have to think about those apart from aliens because, you know, usually the two are so interconnected and linked. But, you know, UFO is simply unidentified flying object. I mean, literally, this is, I mean, all you have to have to have a UFO is say there's an object that's in the sky and we as trained observers cannot identify what it is. Um, and, you know, there are 
a number of expl potential explanations for uh, UFOs, which could be uh, as, as much as um, technology or uh, spy um, drones and things like that, because, you know, there's a lot of talk about uh, how we may have had drone technology way before people knew that we had drone technology and things like that. That was leads back to the point of, um, I found out Pittsburgh, those giant steel mill industrial cities. The reason why they're, the factories are located where they're at is because of the weather. When it fogs up, it's very, very hard to see from high altitudes. And back in the day, our, they thought that if there was somebody going to be spying from like a UV satellite or something, they wouldn't be able to see through the clouds or the weather to be able to tell where our factories were so they wouldn't get bombed and we could still maintain production during war times. Right. And, you know, that's, I think that's where, you know, there's a lot of different stories. I mean, there's, um, there, one of, one of the more famous cases that I, uh, I like is, uh, there's a story about a family that encountered, uh, a UFO on the road one night and, uh, it kind of floated there in front of them and, uh, it flew off and then eventually it was chased. Uh, they saw that it was being chased by um, the military uh, in helicopters and things like that. And later on, the family uh, ended up getting very sick and uh, had a lot of, um, you know, uh, evidence of radiation poisoning and things like that, where this family, you know, you can kind of tell because, you know, this family doesn't have really any reason to lie and what you know they don't have you know doctors can't explain how they got the radiation poisoning and um you you know this is one of those things that was explored on uh unsolved mysteries and um you know they had talks with the military about it and uh the military you know tried to keep it very hush hush under wraps and wouldn't you know come out and acknowledge it and why do you try think, to take care of the family why do you think they do that because i look at it like the area 51 situation is that they know that it's there i mean ronald reagan in one of his speeches hinted at the idea that there were aliens that were not alone in the universe so he thinks we should be prepared that's why we developed um the center i think it's the cancer study it's the cancer study center for something it's like five or no, $50 million a year of a bu our budget gets put into it. And it's just a small little facility with a couple of people that are monitoring the stars for extraterrestrial activity. You're talking about any, SETI? Um, I don't know if that's the abbreviation for it. I just know that there's a developed center that he established. And yeah. I'm like, if our president established that, then you have to think that maybe he's right onto something. I mean, you have to look at all the factors is that the government has to keep us safe in their opinion of safe is not letting us know what's going on. Because if we, I mean, if you, if I encountered an alien, I'm going to lose my shit. I'm probably going to be like, I have so many questions. The first one is why are you obsessed with our asses and why do they always get probed? Probably because all the information is in there. So I might've just answered my first question. But then the second one is why did they drop Nancy uh, Grace off and not take her back with them? You know. <laughs> well, you know, uh, there's a if even if you just look back into the history of uh, presidents and, and UFOs, that alone is a very uh, interesting topic. There's uh, stories about Eisenhower and how he 
mysteriously disappeared uh, right after a number of UFO sightings and uh, kind of showed up uh, sort of strangely in a, but he was missing for like 24 hours and then they ended up finding him uh, like on the other side of the country. Um, and that was the, where he was and what was happening with him was very hush hush. And they, uh, there's stories about, you know, was he meeting with uh, aliens or things like that that were happening. Uh, Jimmy Carter is very famous for having a UFO encounter. Uh, Mr. Peanut Farmer um, has a has a has a UFO story. Wait, Mr. Um, peanut Farmer, we're talking about the guy on the planter's peanuts. No, Jimmy Carter was a peanut farmer before he was president. Okay. I learned something um, new every day. I'm surprised I did not know that one out of all the useless information I have in my head, like how many types of birds there are. But uh, my one of my favorites is something I, I recently just put up in my uh, posts and stuff is uh, there's a story uh, written encounter by uh, Theodore Roosevelt, where he potentially encountered uh, a Bigfoot-like creature um, because he described an encounter with a wild animal, which, you know, almost kind of fits the description of a Bigfoot. Was it before um, or after his boxing accident? That I'm not entirely sure. Because uh, the one thing I really love about it, Teddy Roosevelt is that he, during his presidency, was hit in the eye in a boxing match and has basically disconnected one of his eyes um, basically, so he couldn't like move it. It just went completely like one way. So he was blind in one eye. I mean, Theodore Roosevelt, uh, in my opinion, is probably one of my more favorite presidents as he, I, I feel like he is the very prototypical badass president uh, because, you know, he was one of those people that um, was on his way to go somewhere and uh, to deliver a speech was uh, someone attempted an assassination and, and tried to kill him. He had uh, two bullets uh, that went into him. And instead of being rushed to the hospital, he ended up uh, traveling to and delivered his speech uh, before he ended up you know, going to the hospital to get treated uh, for those wounds. So he, he's the kind of, uh, you know, president he established uh, a lot of our national parks and things like that and uh you know he grew up from a very small asthmatic little boy uh and you know was very much the definition of a, a sort of a self-made um character but he he was definitely uh probably one of the more interesting ones now funny enough um I don't want to go too deep into current politics or anything like that. Go ahead if you want. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, um, I am, I'm interested to see, you know, 20 years in the future, 30 years in the future, what we are going to think about Donald Trump. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting, you know, as we look back, uh, you know, at, you know, George H.W. Bush, you know, um, you know, the, the, we, I mean, a lot of people now, you know, 
are like, oh, you know, I'd prefer to have him over over Donald Trump. But if you look at um, Donald Trump's legacy, he's he's establishing Space Force, uh, and you know now you have a the them coming out slowly about uh, UFOs. It makes you wonder if there's there he's slowly preparing us. Well, or something. <laughs> what's really, really interesting is the fact is there's always going to be two sides of people on this. There's going to be the sides of people that don't want change. And there's going to be the sides of people that do want change. There's going to be people that want, I want to stick with Trump because he's our current president. We know him. I can deal with his shit. I've been dealing with it all these years. Um, then there's going to be the sides of people like we need something new. If we don't ever try something new, then we're never going to figure out what could be better. But I, I say it's the same thing with every president that has either been assassinated, besides the one that has been assassinated. But um, the ones that have made it through office, they've usually been hated. Ronald Reagan wasn't very liked during his presidency. He wasn't liked until after his presidency. JFK wasn't liked during his presidency, was very liked afterwards. Abraham Lincoln, same shit. It's because you're used to what it was before and you realize you get somebody else. Everyone talked trash on Obama when he was in office. People still kind well, of do. They're still talking trash about yeah, him. People still kind of do, but now they'd rather have him than Trump in office. And it's like, it's going to be the same thing. It's going to keep flopping back and forth. But honestly, when I look at like a main question here for you is, do you think aliens have ever been here? And do you think that they ever will come here? Because I look at it with the world and how, especially what's going on right now, I'm looking at it like if anybody tested out earth and see if we were ready by placing something here, it was aliens. Because like, I mean, we've been fucking it up for a pretty long time. So I, this is going to sound uh, odd, like an odd question, but, or an odd thing to come back with, but the, uh, the definition of alien, as we think of it now, is a biological being that has visited us from another planet somewhere in the solar system, um, which I think is kind of a very narrow view to come across when we talk about aliens um, because a lot of people believe that what we think of as aliens could actually be something that's not of that origin or doesn't fit that story. Yeah. Um, my particular favorite uh, theory on aliens, quote unquote, is that aliens are actually individuals from the future. That if you look at the stereotypical alien nowadays, uh, they're all humanoid. They all have two arms, two legs, two eyes, round head, humanoid type figure. You know, speaking from an exobiologist point of view, to get that somewhere else in the universe is so rare. Like we can say, you know, statistics say, oh, there will be life on other planets. But to have life on other planets that look like that, that, that have the bilateral symmetry, one that billion. have the, you know, the legs and the, the upper body structure, and the ability to communicate in that way, even if it's, you know, like you know, uh, telepathy or whatever, to, to be able to have like a brain like that and to work like that, it would be 
even beyond astronomical in, in terms of the likelihood? Well, you got to look at it as if there is life out there. And then the easiest answer is there definitely is to think that we are just the lucky ones that formed on this planet that evolved, whatever you want to say, doesn't mean that it hasn't happened somewhere else in a different galaxy. There's so much we have left to discover out there. It's hard to think like, why wouldn't you be prepared or just expect something to get here before we can get anywhere? We finally made it into fucking space. I guarantee you there is a, another planet out there or something with maybe a race just like ours thousand years ahead of us you know maybe traveling from the future technically it could be like some i don't know if you ever seen interstellar with matthew mcconaughey yeah. that movie had me messed up for like three weeks you know <laughs> i thought we lost matthew mcconaughey and i was going to be 46 by the time he got back because he was only going to be gone for like an hour and a half and um it just seeing that movie and then thinking like is there a way maybe time travel is just occurring different time zones different time spaces we had different time zones is it going to a different planet being in a different time space where an hour there is 10 years here well we've we've had uh you know as you kind of mentioned earlier we've had uh radiant we've had uh satellites pointed up into the sky and trying to see if we can get what apparently seem like intelligent signals from outer space but there are so uh you know, so many that, you know, we can get that we could say, yes, these were created, but they come from billions of light years away. And by the time they got from there to here, it's been, you know, a million years, a billion years. So thinking about the time span of which human beings have been around and have had the ability to communicate and to send things into space has been very little and how many times have we come within a short period of you know time of destroying ourselves so you have to think about you know that period of time in which uh, uh, an intelligent race could do something like that you know it could be that they send that out and you know it's quite possible that aliens or whatever is out there could pick up our signal, but we could be long dead and gone and, you know, whatever before that ever happened. Can you just picture two aliens showing up here in this place, just like a deserted wasteland? And they're just like, shit, I told you not to stop for freaking chili fries on your sandwich. The, uh, but the, but my, the reason I bring up some of that stuff is that you know, that then says, well, if they don't come from space, where do they come from? And, you know, you have to think, we, if you, you have to kind of take away a three-dimensional, uh, you know, four-dimensional view of things, and you have to think about, well, <clears throat> I mean, there's the, the multiversal theory, there's, you know, alternate Earths and yeah, A theory, B theory, C uh, theory, string of time, so, all those types so of So could we parallel. see, could we see creatures uh, possibly from uh, an alternate reality or something of that nature? Or could we be seeing creatures that are so far, far into the future that are traveling back and studying us the same way that a archaeologist would study ancient cultures or 
you know, in terms of a lot of, you know, uh, people make fun of it, but it just seems like aliens in a lot of stories are obsessed with sex and obsessed with sexual organs and procreation and all of that, where, you know, if you think about that, you know, there, there's no way that an alien race would, you know, be able to procreate with humans or even be close to that. Whereas if we had humans that were so far into the future that they, something happened and they lost the ability to reproduce, you know, and they have the technology to, you know, go back in time and, and be able to collect biological samples and, you know, that they're trying to solve that problem at that point in their future, uh, you know, trying to solve the reproduction problem and things like that. Bro, you just um, made me think of the reason why they're abducting us is for sex slaves. Uh, you know, it could be that they are, you know, doing, uh, you know, studies and things like that. I mean, I donate quite- my sperm to some aliens, dude. Are you kidding me? If I have to save an entire alien race because they're like, hey, we need a small amount of it just so we can you repopulate all these eggs or fertilize all these eggs to save our whole right. entire species, which you do it. I'm like, yeah, just stay away from my ass. Well, and you know, and the, a lot of times, you know, you have to think that, you know, if aliens or people of the future, you know, they would look at us the same way we would look at a Neanderthal man or look at uh, some earlier, form of ape-like human, uh, some proto-human, um, you know, th- you know, they're going to look at us, at us very differently as if we're not, you know, the same. They're not going to relate to us the same. And you think about, you know, UFOs showing up and, you know, being kind of incognito and, and whatever, you know, you have to think, you know, they may be trying not to pollute the time stream by basically, you know, being very incognito about, you know, we're not going to show up, we're not going to appear before everybody in the government and whatever. And that could be the secret as to why, you know, the government is keeping information from us about UFOs is that if we do that, we then disrupt the time stream. I think they're testing us a little bit too. If you start to notice recently, like we're starting to get a lot more information about aliens, like stuff like more encounters or strange things that we can't explain. And I think it's because like, you know, back in the day, like around maybe the like Roswell incident and all that type of stuff was like, they thought that was going to be a good testing point. Like maybe they would be ready. And then next thing you know, something bad would happen. Like, no, 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 they're not ready. Give them time. Then now they're coming back again. Like, let's test them out again. Let's test the water again. See if we want to dip our toes in and show them. Because I mean, with all the type of pop culture movies that happen to do with aliens and all these types of things, like one of the most interesting things that I find, which people consider a conspiracy theory is the men in black. Like, I think that's an actual thing. I mean, there's been accounts and reports of people that would shave down their lips, shave down their eyebrows, everything that was a distinct facial feature, um, you know, even dyeing their eye color and getting rid of their fingerprints and anything that just looked like they're wearing a rubber mask looked identical to the person beside them. There's a lot of uh, interesting men in black type stories out there. Um, Different accounts. A lot of them uh, sort of, 
speak about how the the men in black are not used to uh humaning so to speak that they you know you might offer them a glass of water to drink and they just look at it like what am i supposed to do with this you know or you know they would be fascinated by just weird or odd objects in a person's home like a clock or something of that nature would would just you know completely fascinate them or they would eat really strangely uh, or breathe like they were gasping for air or things like that um, or they wouldn't sweat on a really really hot day yeah think or, if they file your face down you're probably not gonna be able to do a lot of that stuff well it's it's quite possible that you know there's there's stories or theories as to the men in black you know kind of being uh biological robots so to speak as that they're not you know fully human but they're they're kind of used as a way of you know monitoring and uh keeping secret certain things yeah um that you know the uh one entity or another doesn't want uh the majority of the population to know about would you um, think a theory would be a good one that like maybe bigfoot i know people always talk about him being an alien i think if anything he's maybe some type of government experiment i mean there's literally an eye i think it's an island uh and oh, god where is it it used to be like a giant government ex i guess a radiation or experiment plant and there are all these animals from years of radiation like nobody's able to live on i think you're about i think you're talking about montauk um i don't know if it's montauk because that's the one that's from like stranger things right that's the supposed that's to be... the basis that's yeah. that was kind of the bait the the inspiration for stranger there things, was like or... an island in the caribbean or something that is like completely like, near the galapagos i think and it's it, these like these regular animals reptiles all these types of things were infected by the radiation that was there because they had a government plant that shut down and it you know they just ended up being like you can't live here like chernobyl and just went away and apparently like you can't visit there because like these creatures like you know you're seeing like 10 foot iguanas or some shit i read that a long time ago so i might be wrong but i thought that yeah. was interesting i uh, that's not ringing any specific bells or anything like that for me um but as far as bigfoot theories and things like that uh bigfoot is a mystery because you uh, there are sightings of Bigfoot, um, you know, that go back, you know, if we just look at the 20th century. Don't do that, Timmy. You're hurting me. Don't do the, 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 the quotation marks on the Bigfoot. Well, you know, it, it's because I only do that because, you know, people, people conceptualize Bigfoot in different ways um, because some people think Bigfoot is intelligent. Some people feel like he's more, or it's more animal, yeah. uh, you know, and is, is there one Bigfoot or are we look, dealing with families? Because that, uh, that's the story that some people have when they've encountered, uh, you know, Bigfoot type creatures. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorites is the story of Albert Ostman, who uh, he was a Canadian prospector i think and he went out uh into the wood into uh i can't remember where it was off the top of my head but 
he uh, came back with a story about how he basically got attacked in his tent by a family of, of Bigfoot and that he was abducted and taken, like literally he was in like his sleeping bag and they like basically grabbed the bag and pulled him back and, and were like dragging him into the woods and whatever. And they, uh, there's also um, Ape Canyon, which is a story about uh, a group of Bigfoot, you know, monsters that started attacking uh, this one cabin. Um, and they, you know, had these rocks that they were tossing at the, the family. But when I say Bigfoot in, in quotation marks, it's because, you know, I, I'm, it's sort of like when you use the term Bigfoot to, like you say, Loch Ness Monster. Yeah. Like when everybody says Loch Ness Monster, everybody thinks of a, a plesiosaur, which is the long neck thing, yeah. kind of, you know, looks like a brontosaurus, but with fins. Because that's what they've shown on out TV. Of the water. They've shown right. that version of it on Nessie, which is what they call right. it. Right. And, and that's why I would say, you know, with air quotations, because that's kind of the, con the, the popularized conception of what it looks like or what it is. Um, but with something like Bigfoot, um, you know, the, there's legends, like I said, that go back all the way to the beginning of, we'll just say the 20th century. Um, cause, uh, I just posted a sort of an infographic where it showed, uh, where and which States in the United States had the most, uh, sightings and then the years as it went up and you could slowly see Washington just outpace everybody else but um what i think with with bigfoot is that bigfoot a lot of people uh could say he's a tulpa and if you're not familiar with you believe it, in it so much you conjure it up that it is real so if you're familiar with the tv show or the book uh american gods it's sort of like that where because so many people believe in a thing it actually manifests and becomes real that's the scary um, part about creepy pastas like i feel like the, the slenderman talking how big it got at one point i was like you can conjure that thing up and make it real oh well you know Eve, i mean there's there's slenderman there's um if you tell me slenderman's real i'm gonna lose my shit because that no, game freaked me out so bad yeah i mean if tulpas were an actual thing then i i would definitely think slenderman is is has become a thing um but uh one of my favorite recent sort of ones is a uh, uh, siren head i don't know if you've seen that one i've heard um, of a siren but i've never heard of a siren head so it, it basically is a very tall lanky sort of humanoid being which has either one or two megaphones as its head slash mouth um and it is usually pictured out in like the middle of the woods or some sort of rural setting kind of possibly taller than or about the same size as a tree or something like that um, if we're just creating shit i just want to create a cryptid <laughs> that is gonna when, when he's about to kill you or whenever he opens up his mouth he makes the sound rick flair does that's all i want i'll be more than happy to die by that Woo! i'm like all right i let's wrap it up let's go take me to the woods <laughs> um 
Yeah, just be careful, you know, uh, where you are in North Carolina, because uh, you, you start throwing the woos out there. Uh, you may get a woo back, and you may not want a woo coming back, depending on where you are. Oh, um, <laughs> you got a place um, called Erect. I got it. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there, uh, you know, Bigfoot, there's the Tulpa theory. Uh, some of my other favorites are interdimensional being, uh, some of my other favorites are, and, and this is, you know, this is where there, where my stance as, uh, a mystery guy, you know, comes into play is that I don't take things super seriously. Yeah. And it's just, well, it's okay to be skeptical, right? Like a lot of people well, are. I like the mental exercise of, of being able to kind of use my imagination and to, to try and create a theory that ex explains whatever this weird thing is. And that to me is the most fascinating and fun engaging activity. Um, you know, my favorite, uh, you know, with the Bigfoot community, it's just like with the ghost hunting community, there are, there are different sides of it. I, I am not the kind of person, I am not a skeptic. I don't immediately dismiss everything. I am not a, a, a true believer. Like as soon as someone tells me a story, I'm like, yeah, that's it. You know, uh, I like to be kind of just somewhere in the middle. And, and I'd like to, I like to hear the story and to gather the information and kind of, you know, try to formulate some thoughts and, of my own about what, you know, that story is or what the origin you just of that blew, story is. You just blew my mind with what you just said. You understand? I've talked to the barbecue community. I've talked to the hot sauce community. I've talked to the fucking ice cream community. I've talked to chefs. I've talked to some paranormal people, some uh, people that believe in cryptids too, but there's a Bigfoot community out there and I'm not a part of it. I have my ordained minister's license under the United Church of Bacon. That sounds like bullshit, but I hold that above my college degree, and I'll be more than happy to send you a picture. It took a lot of time to get that. Maryland was not happy with it. But this is interesting because I like knowing that there's people out there that like talking about this type of stuff and I like at least entertaining the idea. It doesn't matter if you have to be 100% in belief of it, but at the same time, it's nice to have this fantasy or at least have this kind of suspecting of maybe there is something bigger out there because to think so closed-minded that you're – the prime thing you're the top dog you're the only one here is so stupid to think that i mean for god's sakes we're not that intelligent well you, you and and my my wife would get very uh angry at me for ever drawing this comparison but i i feel like it's apt that we have a lot uh, almost a large almost majority of our community that believes in things uh, like uh, God and Jesus uh, and say, you know, did this man die and then come back? And then the number of people would say yes. Or do you believe in uh, something as much as, as an angel and that an angel can affect people? And you have a large portion of people that would say yes uh i do believe that 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 does happen um to me if you can believe if it's okay 
to believe in God, or if it's okay to believe in Jesus or whatever deity it is or deities that you worship, you know, I believe that you can still have faith that there are things out there that are beyond our knowledge, that are beyond our comprehension. Um, and so I don't, I don't, I don't think blind belief is, is a good thing. I don't believe blind skepticism is, is a healthy thing either. Uh, I think it's, it's important to have a little bit of both. Um, and that's, that's where I would come down. I think you, I mean, if there's a knowledge or if there's even a hint of something else, or maybe you have a little bit inside of you, that's like, maybe there is something to that. I think that's definitely worth pursuing instead of closing it off and just being like, oh, it can't be because of this. I I would never do that. I'm so open-minded to so many things. I used to be like, what aliens, what? And then somebody told me maybe we're aliens. And I'm like, how? And then he told me that, you know, all these meteors that hit all these planets out in space, you're telling me some Mars particles didn't fly off into Earth's atmospheres. Maybe that's what we evolved from and turned into these things that we have here today, the substantial life, this life that is somehow so unexplainable that you can only relate it to religion. And I'm like, that's a thought. I'm not saying I'm 100% into it, but I have to entertain the idea because I can't, I don't know for sure. And I, if somebody asked me the answers to the universe, if aliens came to me and asked me all these answers, I only want to know one thing. And it's what I'm going to ask you. Do you like ketchup on your eggs? Sometimes. Oh, I'm a big no ketchup on the eggs guy. So that's like, that's if that, like Kim Jong Il depends on how good the eggs are. If the eggs are terrible, and that the only way that you can eat them is with is a putting bit ketchup, of ketchup on. Them. All right, that's a good answer. I like that one. I'm about to say because, like, I mean, I'm simple. I feel like if you start, what's really weird about knowledge is once you start becoming like I've talked to so many people, I've heard so many experiences, which has made me wiser. But I don't see that as my benefit either because knowledge is power, but knowledge is also it's also good to be like you know not. I guess aware of a lot of things, you know, there is ignorance and bliss, I would say. Well, uh, there is, you know, my background is in, uh, psychology and, uh, uh, the, and I also have a little bit of, uh, training in, in philosophy as well. And my understanding is that, uh, our perception and what reality is is a lot more subjective than what we think it is, and that um, our brain uh, only allows us to really understand and process uh, a very finite number of things, and that you know if our brain tried to conceptualize certain things like uh the size of the universe or you know uh infinity time well, morgan freeman was god yeah you know all that all all that kind of stuff uh you know our brain just can't comprehend those things and you know there are so many things that are beyond our understanding that uh i think the the best that we can do is to open ourselves up to uh new perspective new pers- uh new ways of thinking and to explore uh, however we can uh the the world we live in 
because there are so many things to out there that uh, you know we may never experience or that we may never see or may never do, but that doesn't mean those things aren't there or they're not real. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that's why it's, uh, it's up to each and every one of us to uh, do the best that we can to explore our world and to delve into the mysteries because we only have a limited amount of time on this earth. And if we don't spend it trying to expand our minds, then we're leaving a we're lot in, on the table at that. We're point. missing out on a lot. Yeah. And I think that's a great way to end the podcast, Matt. I appreciate you coming out and at least giving me your time to be able to talk and do this today too, man. No problem. I love having these conversations. Now, come on, promote your Instagram, promote where people can find you just to make sure that, you know, people can find your awesome work too, if they want to go into anything a little bit more on the cryptid or uh, mystical side. So uh, I, I do the Curator of Mysteries on Instagram. That's where you can find most of my stuff. Uh, I uh, run a discussion group called The Strange Room uh, through Stir It Up Strange Productions. They uh, host a number of different podcasts, so check out their website. Um, and um, I also do a couple of different designs uh, with my friend Tommy. And he, uh, there's cur the curator of mysteries.com, which has got a couple of shirt designs and other things that um, are sold through uh, the t a T public store. Uh, one of them is Beards, Bigfoot, and Beer. Uh, another one has the Hopkinsville Goblin. Uh, and uh, it, it, they're, they're just some fun little things there. And that's just a, a fun way for us to kind of to share our love of crypto and all sorts of weird mystery lore and all that kind of stuff out there but uh yeah definitely check out those things right on thanks so much for listening to this episode out of the blank podcast and stay tuned for our next episode